Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Lots of things to get into today as the dust settles on Mike Anderson and his firing from the University of Arkansas. And yesterday's podcast obviously had just raw reactions since literally it took place just minutes after I recorded that podcast. And now that things have kind of settled, I think it's only right that to talk about where it's at right now and just what the fans are feeling, you at least, all the listeners as well, what you're feeling about the situation at hand for Arkansas and for Hunter Juracek and everything going on with it. Because... Uh, Mike Anderson put out a really heartfelt message on social media after he was let go. And I wish I could play it for you. In fact, I would. But the problem is the audio quality is so terrible that it would be really hard for you to understand. It's hard for me to understand uh, on the podcast. So, uh, But if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check it out and go to Mike Anderson's Twitter account and see it. And it was a very heartfelt message and one that it was not easy for many fans to watch, many Razorback fans to just go along with and be hunky-dory about because you could tell that the pain of failure or at least feeling like a failure was in Mike Anderson's eyes and in his voice and it was something that he was not really expecting so it's a really tough pill to swallow when it comes to that so as as crazy as that is and as crazy as it was yesterday I think the fans in general have really done themselves a pretty good bit of grieving I, I guess is to be the best way to put it. Grieving it and not only just grieving, but the everything else that's gone along with it. I think that when you go through a messy divorce like this, a divorce where it seems like both people are going to be better for it, then you know, you start to really look around and see your not only where your program's going, but reflect on yourself as a fan and reflect on everything that that coach did for you and did for your program and where, where do you want to go from here and I got to tell you I am really impressed with Razorback fans and I got to give a lot of credit to all of you it sounds cliche but seriously um, no one's going to say this but me no media member is going to come out and say this because media as you know by and large they're more interested in getting the hot take stories and the negative side of things to be able to have those gotcha moments and that's not really what I'm about. I'm going to about giving credit where credit is due. And Razorback fans, you have handled this with the utmost dignity. Now, I'm not saying every one of you have, because there have been some of you that have been, you know, idiots, to put it lightly. But every fan base has that. But by and large, in the majority, you all have done a really gracious job of showing respect to Mike Anderson, showing respect to his family, showing your love and appreciation for what he did at the University of Arkansas, and wishing him nothing but the best at this point in time. Because that is something that not many schools find themselves in. Not many situations where schools end up firing a coach is it as... I don't want to say it's pretty, because never firing is never pretty. But at least as respectful as this process has been, Razorback fans, you deserve a lot of the credit in the way you've acted. Um so uh, kudos to you. I wanted to get that out of the way and say congratulations and kudos to you because that's not something that comes around all the time. 
Uh, but the next point I wanted to make is just dealing with Arkansas and, and as a program in general of the, the expectations that come along with it. Because we're going to be joined by Jeff Goodman, uh, the writer for WatchStadium.com, who had some interesting thoughts on Arkansas and what he thought they were going to do as far as going a certain direction for a coach and whatnot. But, uh, you know, as well, we'll talk about that with him, but the one thing that I thought was interesting that many of the callers brought up it's on our show this morning, too, was talking about the expectations that Arkansas has and how, at times, it can feel like it's a little unrealistic to people. Some people feel like Arkansas kind of gets out of control, out of hand, when it comes to the expectations that they have for their programs, and... I will never believe that. I will never take that as a reason or an excuse or anything like that. What I will take it as is that there are certain fans that take it too far. But Razorback basketball is one of these programs to where, you know, you should be nationally competitive. You were nationally competitive for a long time. You were nationally competitive under two Hall of Fame coaches. And now, granted, I know you have to get a Hall of Fame coach into Arkansas to be able to be nationally competitive once again. But why wouldn't a nationally competitive coach want to come to Arkansas? I mean, seriously, why wouldn't a coach who is really good at coaching the game of basketball, who's really good at recruiting, who's really good at everything in the game, why wouldn't he consider a place like Arkansas? I believe Arkansas is the second best basketball job in the SEC behind Kentucky. I believe it's still a top 25, top 30 coaching job in the country i believe that because of all the amenities that come along with it great facilities financial stability great fans passionate fans pretty solid recruiting class in the state of arkansas as far as getting pretty elite talent you you have an academic center that's helpful i mean you got it's not exactly the hardest school to get into academically you have a lot of good things going for you and I'm telling you, folks, if you want to know exactly where Razorback basketball is at on the map, just look at attendance. If Arkansas only has 10,000, 12,000 people at a conference game, it's kind of considered a bad crowd, isn't it? And that's crazy. Because you know how many basketball programs in the SEC alone would die, would kill to have 10,000 people at their basketball game, much less 12 or 13, they would kill for something like that. But when Arkansas, if they don't get at least 15,000 for a Saturday game in SEC play, it's kind of considered a bummer of a crowd. That right there, my friends, is exactly why Arkansas basketball can be great again. It can be beneficial. It can be successful once again. I mean, I think that's one of the great examples that you see from it. Attendance can go a long way. So when people have brought this up to my attention and when they started d- discussing it and arguing about it, to me, that sums it up right there. It's about how many fans you have, how many diehard, passionate fans you have. And Arkansas has more than any other SEC team not named Kentucky. They do. And as long as that fire and that passion and that enjoyment of college basketball exist in the state of Arkansas, then it's always going to be there, and it's always going to be considered one of those better jobs. And so if you're a coach, that attracts you. You like having that because there's nothing worse as a college basketball coach 
than being at a school that can't fill the stands, that, that can't have excitement, that can't have facilities that are worth a crap. And that's usually why the best coaches in college basketball right now, if you look at the schools that they're at, I mean, think about it. North Carolina, what reigns supreme? Basketball. Duke, what reigns supreme? Basketball. Kentucky, what reigns supreme? Basketball. Kansas, same thing. Basketball. Michigan State, basketball. I mean, there are schools all over the place that are all about football, but the basketball schools are always the ones that have the Hall of Fame coaches that have the most pride and tradition and prestige and why coaches always consider going to schools like that. And Arkansas, even though it's more a football school, which I will admit, the gap is a lot closer between football and basketball than most people like to let on. I'm telling you right now, if you had to put a percentage on it as far as you know where people would lean as far as their most, most fire, most passion about particular sports, I would say Arkansas fans, 65% of them would say football all the way. I mean, that, that's, that's where you're really your number one focus and priority is at. But honestly, I think after that, Arkansas basketball may have 25-30%. And then baseball probably has 15%. And then, you know, the rest of it can kind of be up in the air. And that's just me throwing out numbers, all right? It's not like I have some sort of study. That's just how I'm going off of my field. Razorback fans care a lot about basketball. They're a very smart, very educated state on basketball and they love basketball how could you not tell me there's not anything better than this folks and here's another thing that i always like to bring up when it comes to basketball to show exactly where arkansas is at if you have a packed out house at donald w reynolds razorback stadium a packed out house at bud walton and a packed out house at bomb stadium which atmosphere are you going to take what atmosphere are you going to roll with? Because me, I'm rolling with Bud Walton every day and twice on Sunday. There is nothing, and I mean nothing better, than the most electric atmosphere in all of college basketball like Bud Walton. There is none like it. When that place is rocking, when it's a game that can have you on the edge of your seat, you get goosebumps when you think back to the games that you remember. Remember when Qualls put back that dunk? Do you remember the goosebumps that came up on your arms when you just think about it right now? Think about it. You remember that? What about the time just a few years ago where Arkansas beat Tennessee in overtime with some great plays by Daryl Macon and Jalen Barford down the stretch and how loud and passionate those fans were in that state, in that arena? Think about that. Go back even further. Think back to 1999 Auburn. Remember that game, senior night with Pat Bradley, Derek Hood, and Kareem Reed? You remember it. You got goosebumps on your arms right now, don't you? I do too. That right there shows you where you're at as fans. That's what it's all about. Arkansas basketball can be great again. They can be elite again. They just got to get the right coach in place. And hopefully Hunter Yerchek figures it out. I can't wait. The future is bright and exciting. But unfortunately for Arkansas fans... The future is also unknown. So just wait and see how it turns out. And hopefully, for all of our sake, it'll be a lot better in the future than it was in the past. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Just to get right into it, Jeff, 
Uh, with Mike Anderson being dismissed as a Razorback basketball men's coach, that was a, came as kind of shock as far as timing goes for a lot of Razorback fans. When you heard about this news, what was your initial reaction to that? I thought it was a 50-50 thing maybe a couple weeks ago. Uh, but ultimately, listen, and I hate following up Mike Anderson Jr. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, again, I, I, feel, I feel for every coach that gets fired uh, this time of year, it, it absolutely sucks. And it sucks for me to do my job and have to report on all these uh, luckily, I get to report on the hirings as well, which are at least uh, positive for a lot of these guys. Um, I think ultimately the expectations are what they are at Arkansas. They're 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 higher than just to get in the NCAA tournament, right? They're they, they want to go to Sweet Sixteens. They want to have a chance for the Final Four to be mentioned and, and be an opportunity, even a dream. And, and there's been no dream of that for a long time, not just under Mike Anderson, but under John Pelfrey, under Stan Heath. Uh, and, and I think Arkansas basketball has the resources, has the support, has the fan, the, the passion, all of that. Again, to be able to get a guy that that's not just getting in. Again, he got in three of eight years. Is that enough for Arkansas when you're looking down the road at Auburn and seeing what Bruce Pearl's done the last two years? Um, I, again, I, I would have made the move. Personally, I would have made the move. I just felt like, again, the, the expectations are higher than that at, at a place like Arkansas. Where does Hunter Urechek, Arkansas's AD, go from here with Vanderbilt looking, Bama looking, LSU likely looking, a, a crowded SEC hiring market in a league that's elevated itself and probably the best SEC basketball market we've seen in 15 years? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. There's a lot going on right now in the SEC, and if Will Wade – uh, gets cut loose, and I don't know if that'll happen right away. And I didn't mention uh, A and M too. Happen. Yeah, A and M. So A and M's probably going to be Buzz Williams, unless somebody else steps up with a better offer. And <clears throat> again, maybe Arkansas is that that school because Buzz Williams, you know, can recruit Texas uh, from Arkansas. Uh, many people would say Arkansas is a better job than Texas A and M, certainly from a historical standpoint and tradition and everything like that. I, I think you are looking at. If you're Arkansas and Hunter Juracek, you're probably looking at, at Kelvin Sampson um, because of your relationship with him and the fact that you were on the staff at, at Houston when Sampson got hired with Mac Rhodes. And I had heard, you know, a couple weeks ago, listen, the only way that they're going to make a move uh, with Mike Anderson is if Hunter Juracek knew he had somebody like a Kelvin Sampson to be able to bring on board. Uh, I'm heading to Kansas City actually tonight, so I'll see Kelvin tomorrow. Uh, listen, there's no doubt he's a great coach. There's no, he's won everywhere he's been, including Washington State, where the only other person that wins there is Tony Bennett. Um, so Kelvin Sampson, a hell of a coach. I look at Chris Beard. Again, I don't think he can get him. I think Chris Beard will sit tight at Texas Tech until he can get a Arizona, a Texas, a, maybe UCLA comes calling. You know, A third name I would look at if I were Hunter Yurtzik, if, if again, if you're striking out. You know, To me, the two top names – should be Kelvin Sampson and Chris Beard. And again, Beard, you'd have to make him an insane offer to get him out of Lubbock um, right now for, for Arkansas. Uh, what about Frank Martin? You know, what about Frank Martin? Final Four a couple years ago, did a great job at Kansas State when he was there. He's not at a basketball school. Could he move within the league? Doesn't happen very often, but uh, I know he would like a, a job where basketball it's basketball-centric yeah. and, and the resources are there. Yeah. I, I like Frank Martin. We were talking about this during a break earlier. Is his lack of tournament appearances a problem yep. to sell to a fan base? Yes, he does have the Final Four, 
he does have that one year, but what about the rest of the years at South Carolina where he's struggled to make the tournament? Is that a hard I'm sell? I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's not as easy as Chris Beard, who's about as hot as any coach in the country, <laughs> and Kelvin Sampson, but if you can't get them, who you know who are you going to? The, you know, Frank Martin, mm-hmm. uh, Mick Cronin from Cincinnati, who's kind of outside the box a little bit. You try to Greg Marshall. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if, if, if you know Alabama tried you know tried years ago put a lot of money on the table. I don't think he goes to Arkansas or, or Alabama. And then you're talking a lot of kind of mid major type guys, you yeah. know, or, or you go after Johnny Dawkins after one good year at UCF. He was not good at Stanford. So. To me, if, if you strike out on Kelvin Sampson, uh, that's the one. And, you know, Steve Forbes is a guy I would look at. He's done a great job at East Tennessee State, Nate Oates at Buffalo, but he's a little outside the, the comfort zone. He's never been down south. Chris Jans is a guy I'd look at. New Mexico State done a good job. Uh, but nobody sticks out after yeah. Kelvin. The word is Arkansas is going to be willing to pay three and a half to $4 million a year. If that is indeed true... That's certainly, you know, you're talking about strike, it widens the strike zone, so to speak. Yeah, but Chris Beard's making that already, yeah. you know, in, in that range. So, like, that that's the hard part. In order to lure Chris Beard, I've said it, either Alabama or Arkansas would have to put an insane deal on the table of, like, eight years, I don't know, $35 million or something like that. I think, again, on the surface, you look at it and you're like, well, why wouldn't he leave Lubbock? Texas Tech's not a great job, basketball. All that is true. Uh, but he's making really good money. Uh, he likes Lubbock a lot, and I don't know if Alabama or Arkansas are jump enough for him to make that move with thinking that maybe he can get an elite-level job if, Ar- if Arizona opened up in a couple months, depending on what's going on there. If UCLA came calling, although he's really not a fit at UCLA in, in Westwood, his personality uh, and everything about him, but it would be hard to turn that down. Now, Jeff, we'll let you get out of here on this. It's been since 1996 since Arkansas has made the Sweet 16. Every other team in the SEC, yeah, every other team in the SEC has made the Sweet 16 since Arkansas has. So fans are still hopeful, but is Arkansas still a program that's set up with everything else surrounding it to be a nationally competitive and relevant program like it once was? Uh, You need the right coach. You need the right coach, and he needs to hire the right staff. It's not just the head coach, guys. It's the staff you bring in because the head coach has got so much going on um, that he relies on, on his staff at that high major level. So you've got to bring in really good assistant coaches who are willing to work, who can evaluate, uh, who can develop guys. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think Arkansas can certainly get back towards there, especially with all the things going on within the league right now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, LSU could be a mess coming out of this. Uh, Florida's not Florida. Um, you know, Auburn... Let's see if Bruce Pearl can sustain this. Mississippi State's going to fall off a little bit. So, like, I, I think they can. I think they can get back. And all you got to be, be consistently one of the top three or four programs in the SEC. And there's no reason, there's no reason, in my opinion, that Arkansas, with the support, with the fact that it's one of the few schools in the SEC, how many SEC schools are truly, like, basketball schools? I mean, maybe one besides well, Arkansas and Kentucky. I mean, that's the main one you that's think what I'm of. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, like when you think Arkansas, you think basketball, not football. You can only say that, I think, about Kentucky uh, as the only other school. I mean, maybe, you know, Vandy or something like that. But, like, for, for the most part, it's Kentucky and then Arkansas. So why, why can't you get a guy in there that can win consistently? They've done it before. Obviously, it was a long time ago with Eddie Sutton and Nolan Richardson. 
but they've they've shown they could do it before. I just think you got to get the right guy and the right staff in place, and, and I think you can get consistent NCAA tournaments, and then get it to a point where maybe you can get consistent Sweet Sixteens, and then anything can happen once you get there. You just want to be in the mix and be a top twenty-five program every single year. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at RushJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.